Welcome to the Finley Capital Podcast, where we discuss real estate investing and the hard money lending process. Welcome back to the Finley Capital Podcast. My name is Logan Ricchetti. And as always, this podcast is sponsored by the Hard Money Handbook, www.hardmoneyhandbook.com. Go check that out if you are a borrower or want to be an investor in real estate and need to borrow money with a hard money loan. That'll show you how to do it. Also sponsored by the Facebook group, Powered by Private, which is our little private Facebook community for anybody who wants to learn more about private lending and the, and the lending investing side of the deal. Speaking of which, today we're working on the Private Lender Handbook, Chapter 1. And we're at section 1.3, which is quoted, which is called the five benefits of private lending. So basically in this section of the handbook, um, we're going over why I like to lend money, why I like to lend private capital, what the benefits are and things like that. Um, obviously this is a book that we are writing. It's not completed yet, but I want to share this section of the book with you guys because it uh, helps you to understand what the benefits of lending private capital actually are. Yeah. Speaking of which, I lend hard money. I'm wearing my hard money shirt because mm -hmm. I was at a meeting this week, this morning down in Lansing, Michigan. Uh, I went to a coffee meetup with the Lansing Real Estate Investor Group, which was fun. Met 11 nice people there. Right handed on. out 11 business cards and 11 folders. Nice. Picked up six or seven emails, which was cool because I'm trying to, we're trying to deploy more capital in the Lansing, Michigan market. So one of the best ways to do that is to network with investors that live there and work there. Exactly. So I got my butt up at 5.30 a.m. and drove down there. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll do my best today. I've only had one coffee, but here we go. The five benefits of private lending. Number one, lending your own private capital offers several attractive benefits as an alternative investment strategy, including all the following. Number one, high interest. Private lending to investor operators can yield annual interest rates anywhere between 8, 9, 10, all the way up to 20%, uh, depending on how many loans can be made per year with the same dollar. So at a minimum, most private lenders can enjoy at least an 8 to a 10% return on one loan per year safely. Now, the reason I say it can be up to 18, 20% interest is when you have a dollar and you lend it out, you make interest. You make origination fee interest income. Mm -hmm. Over time, you make interest income every month as well. When that loan comes back to you, when that dollar comes back to you, you can redeploy it into another loan, sometimes into a third loan in one year. So every time you deploy that capital into a new loan, new origination fees are charged. Right on. That's how that interest can compound into, a, you know, almost a 20%, 18, 19, 20% annualized return if you're lending the money very efficiently. But generally speaking, you lend money one deal a year or whatever, you're looking at anywhere from 7, 8, 9, 10, 11% return, which is awesome because yeah. those are great returns. When, when when the loans perform properly and everything goes right. right. Number two, security. A hard money loan is secured against the collateral through a security instrument called a mortgage or a deed of trust, depending on the state that you're in. Some states have what's called a mortgage and some have a deed of, deed of trust, which is similar instruments that secure the lender's interest in the collateral. Because this lien, it's a lien, is attached to the real estate, the borrower cannot sell or refinance that property until that lien has been paid off in full. This process creates a public record for the private lender that his or her or the entity's funds are lent on that property and that that borrower cannot trade it without first repaying that loan. So that's the second benefit to me of lending private capital is your capital is secured through a security instrument, which makes mm -hmm. it impossible for that borrower to sell it without paying you back or rent it or refinance right it. Number three, the third benefit is diversification. So adding a few hard money loans into your portfolio is a fantastic way to diversify away from stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and other investments. 
Private mortgage notes have been an alternative investment strategy for generations, but unfortunately, this is a big one for me, most individuals just don't know how to take advantage of them. Right. Most people do not know how to deploy their capital into a private loan. They just don't have the infrastructure set up. They don't have the borrower database. They don't have the documents. They don't have right. the, the understanding. And frankly, there aren't a lot of passive investment opportunities that are readily available to invest privately or passively in uh, private money mortgages. Now mm -hmm. they do have debt funds. There are debt funds where you can buy shares of a debt fund and that debt fund purchases mortgage notes. In mm -hmm. fact, I was listening all the way up back from Lansing about a couple of private debt funds that buy performing and non-performing mortgage notes. Gotcha. It's not really what we do, but it's the same concept. Right. Um, you could really do your research and try to find a debt fund that you can purchase shares in that buy and sell mortgage notes. I mean, they're all over the place. There's real estate investment trusts that do the same thing. But on an individual mom and pop level, Lowell and his wife, there's not a lot of readily available opportunities for him to just send a hundred grand out the door and hope it comes back. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's one of the benefits though of being able to figure out how to do that is it helps you to diversify away from where most of your retirement money probably is stocks, right. bonds, mutual funds, all that stuff, 401ks and whatnot. So for that reason alone, I like private lending just to mm -hmm. diversify your portfolio. Big deal to me. Uh, the fourth benefit to lending private capital is transparency. Mm -hmm. A private lender can keep a close eye on the condition and status of the property as the loan term matures. Before making a private loan, the lender can inspect the property, can underwrite the borrower, and take other due diligence steps necessary to mitigate as much of the risk as possible. Borrowers know that to be approved for a private loan, they must provide full transparency and documentation to satisfy the private lender or the loan will not be funded. This is great. This is not a heavily uh, regulated industry. These private loans are made to business entities for business purposes. Mm -hmm. They're not made to borrowers for primary residences. They're only right. made to LLCs, entities. So there's not a lot of regulation. They're exempt from a lot of the reg regulation that residential mortgages like you and I would get mm -hmm. for a house to buy to live in fall under. What that means for the lender is that the lender can kind of set the terms and, and set the conditions of what they require to approve the loan. Mm -hmm. So you can really dial it up or down the way you want to. You can ask for all the information that you need to feel comfortable to lend your own money. So I like that, very transparent. Number five, the fifth benefit to lending private capital is passive participation. Now, what I'm talking about here, generally speaking, is you as an investor can team up with an operator that lends capital privately and you can uh, participate in a loan that that originator creates. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to have your own lending organization to be able to deploy your capital into a loan. Right it can be done passively. Uh, Finley Capital has investors that passively participate in co-lended loan. We call co-lender loans where, for example, Finley Capital originates a loan and then Lowell funds the loan. So mm -hmm. Lowell is the lien holder and participates in the loan passively, even though Lowell doesn't communicate with the borrower. Right. So you can have another company originate and service a loan and keep you at arm's length from the borrower, which is really nice because you don't have to deal with, it's just like not having to deal with a tenant. Mm -hmm. um, and for that reason, you know, that's a major benefit of investing in private loans is that passive participation. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's go into the risks because there's some risks in, in, in lending private capital as well. Mm -hmm. It's not all peaches and cream. So lending your own private capital does have risk associated with the strategy, including all the following. Number one, Borrower default. Obviously, mm -hmm. that's one of your major risks as a private lender. Lending capital to Lowell and Lowell doesn't pay it back. That's basically your main risk, right? Yeah. Not with Lowell because he's solid. Rock Keep solid. Keep those payments on time. Yeah. 
The primary risk associated with lending private capital is the borrower defaulting on the loan. Although it is relatively rare for a borrower to default on a hard money loan, it can happen for several reasons. A borrower could run out of capital to complete a project and have no way to come up with more money to finish it. A borrower uh, could have a falling out with a partner in a deal and decide to walk away from the project. A borrower could even get sick or get a, go through a divorce and just lose focus. So those are a lot of a lot of ways that a borrower could default on a loan, and that's basically your primary risk as a private lender. Mm-hmm. So you got to really underwrite the borrower. You got to really understand the loan, make sure they're exposed to the loan, have a lot of cash skin in the game, so it makes it less likely that they'll just walk away from the deal. That's also what the personal guarantees that you require mm-hmm. help to mitigate that risk. How to mitigate the risk of borrower default. You can reduce the risk of having a borrower default on a hard money loan by carefully vetting the borrower to make sure he or she is in good standing and has a good background and credit check to learn more about their personal financial character and by checking their references. A good private lender should also review bank statements from the borrower to make sure there is enough liquidity available in case the project runs over budget. Finally, you can limit your private loans only to experienced borrowers who have completed similar fix and flip fix and flip projects in the past. So you want to look for borrowers that have more experience. Ask for photos and financials from past flips to confirm the borrower really has the capacity to execute on the loan. That's a big one right there. If the borrower plans to refinance out of your hard money loan after renovations are completed, ask to speak with the lender in place to handle that refinance to make sure that borrower is actually pre-approved with that lender. Okay, number two, changing market conditions. Most fix and flip projects can take several months to complete. Market conditions can shift during that time, which can make it harder for the borrower to resell the property at a profit. This can create a serious problem because if the borrower realizes that there no longer is a profit in the deal, he or she might just walk away from it. So that's a big deal. You got to make sure you're not left holding the bag. How to mitigate the risk of changing market conditions? No private lender can fully mitigate the risk of changing market conditions, but the best way to minimize the chance of borrower default is to require that borrower put a lot of skin in the game. That's the key. Mm -hmm. Meaning the borrower needs to invest a significant amount of cash into the deal from the down payment and or the renovation costs. For example, if the purchase price is 100,000 and the borrower needs 50,000 in renovations, the private lender might might be willing to offer to finance 70 or 80% of the purchase price and then maybe 100% of the repairs. In this scenario, the borrower would have to put up 20 or $30,000 in cash in addition to the closing fees. A borrower with a large portion of the purchase price in the deal is much less likely to default than a borrower who borrowed 100% of the purchase price and 100% of the repair budget and really has nothing to lose financially by walking away. Mm -hmm. That's how you mitigate the risk. By lowering your loan to value exposure in this way, you can reduce your risk as the lender because if you do end up having to foreclose on the loan and take control of selling the property, you will be more likely to break even or even earn a little bit or lose just a little bit with changing market conditions that lowered that property's value. In other words, if you're lending 80000 on a deal that you have to take back, it's a better position right. than lending 100000 on a deal that you have to take back when the market's going down. Mm-hmm. So that's one way to mitigate it. Okay, the third risk associated with private lending, total loss from natural disaster. Mm-hmm. Okay, so as a private lender, you could find yourself in a jam if a property on which you lent money goes up in smoke, literally. A total loss from a disaster such as a fire or hurricane could create a very dangerous situation for a private lender if the proper precautions are not put into place. So how do you mitigate against total loss from a disaster? You really can't. But what you can do, at Finley Capital, for example, we require all of our hard money loan borrowers to obtain hazard and liability insurance Mm -hmm. and adequate amounts to cover the loan and their investment in the event of a partial or total loss based on an insurable event like a fire or a tornado or whatever. We require Finley Capital to be the named insured lender on the policy. And you should too. 
Lastly, we require the borrower to pay the premium for the entire policy up front at closing or before closing. That's a big deal. You don't want your borrower to get a policy and then forget to pay the premiums. Yeah. Because then if there's a problem, there's an insurable event, but that insurance has been canceled. Yeah. Everybody's screwed. Yep. If that policy lapses or gets canceled for any reason, we are notified and we can require the borrower to reinstate the policy or we can even add forced placed insurance to cover that deal mm-hmm. until the borrower gets their you know act together. Okay, number four. The fourth risk associated with lending private capital is borrower fraud. It's a big one. Arguably the main risk associated with lending private capital is fraud. Unfortunately, there are lots of fake hard money lenders on social media and online, Mm -hmm. but there are also just as many hucksters trying to scam private lenders out of their hard-earned money. Most of the scams are easy to identify, but in some cases they can be quite sophisticated and can even catch the most seasoned private lender off guard. Most of these rackets involve the lender wiring money at some point in the process to the individual. So be wary at all times. Mm -hmm. How to mitigate the risk of fraud? The easiest way to mitigate the risk of fraud is to work with borrowers who know personally, who you know personally, or those who have been referred to you by someone you trust. So that's in and of itself. I know a law, I've known him for Mm -hmm. a long time. He's probably not a scam artist. Mm -hmm. That's a big deal versus the guy off the street who I have no idea who that is. Another common sense method to reduce risk of embezzlement is only to close your transactions through reputable title companies. Always independently verify wire instructions from the source as opposed to relying on the borrower to provide them. That's mm-hmm. another one. Okay, you could have a whole deal that everything looks right all the way. You got a title company that's real. You got title insurance that's real. Mm-hmm. They actually quote the insurance and everything. And then the day before closing, the borrower sends you an email and says, oh, by the way, here's the wire instructions. Send, send 400 grand this way. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, you trust the borrower because everything else looks good. And you send the borrower 400 grand. They disappear and never settle. Yeah. Oof. Pretty bummer. Bad. Lastly, you make sure to inspect the property before releasing any funds to reimburse the borrower for work performed on the project to avoid to avoid fraudulent draw requests because that's another way they can get you. So in conclusion, why doesn't everyone lend private capital? Setting up a private lending operation is no walk in the park. The process of marketing for borrower leads, collecting and processing loan applications, underwriting loan details, creating proper legal documents and systems, collecting payments and managing the books can be an overwhelming process to someone who is only has a few bucks to lend and mm-hmm. doesn't really want to put together an entire operation like that. Most private individuals with capital to lend simply are not aware that this co-lending model is an option where you can lend with a partner. That's the key. Mm-hmm. So there you have it. That's the end of chapter one of the private lender handbook. We went over the uh, benefits to lending private capital and the risks as well, obviously. Like I said, in conclusion, a lot of people who have capital to lend or to deploy, they just don't know how to do it. And that's where doing this research and learning how to become Mm -hmm. a private lender and going through the steps is very important. Also, reaching out to companies like Finley Capital who do this every day is a good way to get mentorship and guidance on how to do your first loan. And of course, you can participate in loans that we do too. So that's another way to deploy your capital safely. So couple things to think about. Go get them. Go get them. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Finley Capital Podcast. Please like and share this episode. Help us grow our following so we can help more hard money loan borrowers and investors like you. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Finley Capital. We're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. We'll see you out there.